0: Hi, I'm Jamie Catania of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York, building brands and creating advertising for small businesses. And we utilize the power of authentic storytelling. That's why we created Sidewalk Talk. It's a way for business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share stories of motivation and inspiration, especially during this crazy time that we're living in right now. And on this episode, I have two founders of the company, New Source, Morgan Lewis and Eric Maziel guys thanks again for being on the show how's everything going
1: it's good to be here thank you for having us
0: absolutely Jamie how are you doing great doing great I uh, I always start off the episode with with having our guests share how they started the company and why they started the company so you know from what I've learned about you guys it it is a commercial electric business and uh, you both came together and from what I understand, it wouldn't have started without putting both of your heads together. How, how did this come to be? How did you guys meet each other? And why did you start uh, New Source?
1: Well, um, go ahead, Eric, actually, you know. Yeah, so we, we met a mutual
2: friend, um, you know, just the kind of circles that we're in. We're, we're around people who are, you know, thinkers. That's kind of who I gravitate towards. And um, we, we both just had that same kind of like scientific, like engineering uh, perspective. And we hit it off right away.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, the first week, uh, weekend I hung out with Eric, we actually pulled a motor out of a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was, I asked him what he was doing that weekend. He said, Oh, I'm pulling a motor out of a car. I'm like, okay, great. I'll, uh, I'll see. W- when do you want to get started?
2: <laughs> I was like this guy. And then I realized that I really could have used the help pulling the, pulling the motor out. It's much easier with two people. Yep. So yeah, that was great.
1: Yeah. We, um, we decided shortly after that, that, you know, we wanted to be in business Um, originally we had set out to make batteries and you know, that's still, uh, you know, on the horizon that's on the back burner, so to speak. Uh, we were working on a uh, provisional patent and we actually got that filed before this whole thing, uh, came to be. Um, but we originally started out to do that. We both had jobs. Um, I was working as an electrician at, um, basically an electrician mill, you know, a company with 80 people working there. And it was, uh, drudgery the work was drudgery and uh, eric had um what was it like an it job or something like that it was oh yeah i
2: was working at a tech firm at the time yeah, yeah i was a systems administrator for uh, for a few different companies and um so basically that uh that wasn't really taking me where i wanted to go i left that job for another really cushy job at like this uh laboratory um and uh that left me with um a couple months severance pay um and that was enough time for uh you know start the business and then so simultaneously morgan had something happen in his life that oh. kind of kind of led to the the the, the gears aligning morgan you wanna
1: oh yeah oh yeah that was um so essentially i had a year of experience in the um electrical field and i decided i wanted to advance my career and i was going to take the residential test so i signed up to take the residential test and the town screwed up my paperwork and sent out for the master's test and the way it works, it's linked to your social security number. So, the test is formulated to you. Your test comes; it has your name already printed on it with your social security number. You can't, you know, just get another test the day of the test, and it's sent from some company in Texas. So, you know, they send you a confirmation um, letter saying the test has been sent out; it'll be there on a Saturday. To the administrator and you know congratulations you're taking the master's test or whatever so i called you know the testing company said uh, i only signed up for the residential and they said well call the town they put in for the masters so i called the town and they said oh we screwed up the paperwork um that's okay you can take the grand island test which was a different uh, municipality and we'll count it towards the um you know credit if you pass and I said, "Well, what if I take the master's test and I pass?" And the guy kind of laughed. He said, "Well, I don't think you're going to pass, but uh, <laughs> sure, you can you can try it, Morgan. You know that it will get harder though if you if you fail it." And so I I took the test. I went in there and uh, I passed the test by one point. You know, wow. I will say I had studied quite <laughs> a bit uh, in the year leading up to that, though. So I feel like I was um, ready, but I was not planning on taking that test. And I did pass it. And uh, I quit my job two days later, um, you know, after a short conversation with my boss, where he basically told me that, you know, he wasn't going to change anything with uh, my level of responsibility. And I had always wanted to do the entrepreneurial um, side of things anyways. So it was very easy to just walk off the job and quit. Uh, We actually had started the company, um, I would say six, maybe four or five months before I walked off the job.
2: Oh, really?
0: Wow. It was that long ago? That hmm. long you yeah. planned, huh? Yep. Wow. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's a perfect example, too, of, well, I think a lot of people, when they want to go into entrepreneurship, they think, uh, you know, this is all going to happen overnight. But I'm sure there was a ton of nights of just staying up, formulating plans. It wasn't just, hey, I'm quitting my, oh, hey, yeah. I just passed and I'm quitting my job, right?
1: Eric, do you want to, uh, you know, do <laughs> you want to, you want to? <laughs> You want to fill them with some amusing anecdotes, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean
2: the late nights for me are not an unusual thing being a tech guy for so long. um I had a lot of late nights work on the phone system, you know, Morgan was out hitting the pavement um and and doing the marketing and sales and and was very successful at that. I kind of built um some infrastructure um and, uh, and that took some time. Yeah, that was definitely grueling because, because in that early, early period, you're, you're doing a lot of work and you're not making any money for it. You know, the, the purpose of going into business is to be able to separate how much money you make from how much work you're doing. And um, you, you have this little trade-off, I guess. Like when we started, of course, I, I think everybody has the same story. Everybody starts a business. There's, there's a trade-off in the beginning about um, you're willing to put a lot of work in and not get a lot of money out. And then later on, you only have to put a little work in to get a lot of money out because, because you've put so much of yourself into this that it's almost like creating a little child, you know. It, it can actually grow legs and move on its own.
1: <laughs> That's a very accurate uh, description <laughs> of uh, what it is. I mean, essentially, it's uh, grueling. The first, the first year was grueling, to say yeah. the least. You know, you know, I, I, I remember like we both were just, uh, I went over to Eric's house, you know, I, I walked over, I'm like, uh, I quit my job today. <laughs> you know? It's like, Oh, that's great. Well, what do we do now? You know? And then it's a matter of just, um, you know, finding, um, finding a groove and just, you have to get up and do it every day. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of commitment, um, that you got to put into it and a lot of effort that goes into uh, building something you know it's not it does not happen overnight and it most people do not have the temerity to uh do it i see why people usually drop out of this or don't even try it because it's it's a lot of work you know yeah. it's extremely rewarding though yeah you know? there's a
2: lot of uncertainty in it too it's not it's not just about the work it's about not i mean sometimes you don't know uh when the next time you're going to be able to pick up a check is you don't know where your next work is coming from you know (laughs) yes um you make you make some friends and uh you got places where you can go and eat dinner you know without paying money that's um that's that's useful in the beginning of starting a business sure you you
1: know the power company guy knows you by name because he's been out there to turn your power (laughs) off so many times you know but uh yeah it's it's rewarding and uh there's a level of freedom that is incomprehensible to the the average person they just cannot understand like how you know at two o'clock on a tuesday afternoon we could just go to the gym <laughs> you know and we just do whatever we want you know and we turn leave the phone in the truck and you know i'm just gonna take today for myself and there's also a lot of um you are the captain of your own destiny when you own a business you really are able to steer the ship in whatever direction uh, you want to go, and Eric and I are idea guys. Um, I guess this circles mm-hmm. kind of to how we got to starting New Source UV, you know. And we um, yeah, I want
0: to talk about that next, Morgan. I don't mean to cut you yeah. off, but go ahead, go ahead. You know, with everything going on right now, at the time of this recording, we're, we're dealing with the pandemic, COVID nineteen, and you both foresee you you saw this opportunity that is kind of being missed right now, an opportunity to help people. And in a way you pivoted your business, but also from what you explained, it's going to be the start of a new business. Um, tell us more about what, what you're going to be doing. Um, and have already started.
1: Okay. Um, Eric, you want to, you want me to take this one or,
0: um, yeah, well, let me, let me just
2: start off. Um, So, so a lot of our clients are uh, in healthcare. Um, work with a lot of primary care, uh, and I was talking to one of the doctors uh, who has trouble having trouble with a VPN one night because you know obviously um, there's a lot of remote work that's going on right now. And uh, I happened to mention to him a decontamination room that Morgan and I built, um, so that you know we don't track germs into the house. Um, and the doctor uh, expressed some interest in it, and I kind of realized, you know what kind of concern that, that healthcare workers have, um, uh, about this kind of stuff. And, um, we, we started, you know, recognize an interest in it, but not only an interest, but we could, we could do something to kind of help out, you know, with, with the whole, um, the, the health crisis that we're dealing with right now.
1: So I'd like to just, I'd like to add to that too. Um, we were, we were seeing kind of a trend. Um, there was a few other indicators as well that, that kind of steered us in this direction. Um, I think one was everybody was, you know, rushing out to go build ventilators, which I, when you look at the news, I found that very reactionary. Um, you know, if your odds of getting off a ventilator if you have this disease are not very good. You know, I don't know what the exact number is, but I believe it's around an 80% uh, fatality rate if you stuff on a ventilator. So just building tons of ventilators just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, it was reactionary. And, and you know that old adage that um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Um, there's a way to, you know, prevent the transmission of this. You know, you can you can disinfect um, surfaces with UV light. We found this out through research. Uh, Eric and I were doing research on this. And uh, UV light will sterilize uh, surfaces, and it's a technology that's proven, and there's already companies out there that do it, and, and the science has been figured out for, um, you know, what is it, 90 years or something? They started doing this in, like, 1910 using UV yeah, light. I think, I light.
2: think uh, before the 1900s. Uh, I, I think, like, 1890 was was around when they when they started to figure this out.
1: So we, we basically said, okay, well, what can we do right now that can help – Uh, mitigate the transmission of this disease and other diseases you know and and we came up with the solution we can offer um uv sanitation systems Uh, we offer a system that is part is integrated with the building and we offer a system that is mobile you know and those are those are our two uh solutions that we have and you know, every customer's needs are different and, and we like to meet with the clients and go over what their specific needs are and tailor them a solution. Uh, we have tests that we can do to show that the technology is effective mm. and working. Um, and that's, that's kind of why we decided to pivot because there is a need to help people right now and this is far more important than wiring box stores or, or installing phone systems and doing telecom I mean, this is what needed, um, you know, by the, by the country. And frankly, uh, you know, the world really, really does need this type of a solution and nobody's really doing it um, on a large scale. So that's, that's. Yeah.
2: The, when when I first started doing research into uh, not only just UV, but all the, all the decontamination methods, um, I found, I was finding papers from uh, 2010, 2011, particularly from the CDC um, and they they were saying that it wasn't just getting traction. Uh, the the science is proven; it's been known for a long time. I really don't think there's been such a need for it uh, until now. Now the need is immense, and it's going to take um, it's going to take someone to to actually bring it to to uh, uh, widespread adoption. And that's where I think we come in. I think we can do that.
0: Yeah absolutely it's a, it's a perfect example of just being able to adapt to just something crazy that's something nobody could have ever prevent it and and you guys see a need for it right now and you know it's going to probably take some education for the public where they're like okay yeah this this makes sense because you know you first hear about it and you go uh light yeah light is gonna yeah. kill <laughs> yep. light is gonna kill whoa okay no. so um so last
2: night, the, uh, the president actually was talking about, uh, well, and, and the, the Brian, um, I can't remember the guy from the Department of Homeland Security, he was talking about uh, how this, this uh, COVID-19 is susceptible to sunlight. Uh, it brings the half-life on a non-porous surface from 16 hours, say, to, down to two minutes, right, in just sunlight. Now, the sunlight is filtering out most of the uh, effective um, band of uvc here so we think our system is going to be incredibly effective um yeah. in in a, in, a, in a short period of time we don't want um so so people should not be exposed to the uv uh light and um there certainly precautions must they are being taken to 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 make sure that no one is exposed to it but um it does uh
1: It does a very good job uh, sanitizing surfaces and uh, the air as well. Uh, It's been used for a long time. The uh, bulbs that we're using produce 254 nanometer UVC light, uh, which is a frequency of light that does not produce, it does not generate the ozone, which is, you know, something you don't want to have because that's an irritant, Um, but it is also at the maximum effective peak for germicidal applications in virus inactivation. What the UV light does is it essentially polymerizes the DNA or the RNA that is inside um, these organisms or virus particles, and it basically ties them into a knot. So when they do enter a cell, if it's a virus, the ribosomes cannot read that genetic information and it becomes inert. It is is not effective as a virus anymore, um, and for bacteria, it just it will um, it will tangle its DNA up, so it cannot the cell cannot function. It does not have its blueprint anymore, so to speak, um, and that that's how um, these these uh, light frequencies work. Um, it's the same it's the same concept of um, with the sunlight disinfecting it. It's just the sunlight is less effective because the UVC is filtered out by the ozone layer primarily. Um, I guess that's, uh,
0: yeah, that's, that's uh, powerful right there. I mean, it makes sense. That's some of the stuff went over my head. I'll be honest with you, but, uh, <laughs> pretty interesting <laughs> to know that this is something that exists. Um, we're about to wrap it up shortly, but I, I was hoping you guys would, would share some of the, uh, successes and failures you've had throughout entrepreneurship for those that are thinking about starting their own business or maybe even going into the field of, of electricity. Uh, what would you like to share with somebody?
1: um okay i can you know i i will give you a couple things i'll tell you what you have to have you have to have grit and stick-to-itiveness you do have to be smart to a degree you have to be able to think on your feet you know um if you don't have the grit and the stick-to-itiveness you will not succeed um those are the so really if you are going to do this if somebody's thinking about doing this really examine like okay who am I as a person and what do I value, you know, because it's not for everybody, but it is extremely rewarding. And I, I will tell you, I would do absolutely, I would do nothing else. Other than go this. Back. I would never have a job ever can't again. You know, I can't, you know, that's, this is, this is now what I do. And I, I absolutely love doing it. Um, Eric, you got, um, you got, I'm sure you have some. Oh you know, yeah. I mean, uh, so,
2: so to, to compliment that, um, I think that the other important thing is actually taking the leap. Because if you're not willing to quit your job, if you're not willing to get that paycheck every week that you know is coming, um, you're, you're never going to make it. You're never going gonna, to gonna separate how much money you make from how much time you spend. So, you know, take the leap. If it's something you're thinking about, there's really never going to be a good time. It's like quitting smoking. You know, there's never a good time <laughs> for it. But you just got to do it. You got to pull the bandaid off and you'll never look back.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's for you, you're going to love it. You know, it's not for most people, but if it is for you, you will absolutely love owning a business. Um, It's one of the most rewarding things you can do. You just have to have, you have to have faith in yourself and you have to stick to it. Um, you, You have to do that. You have to get up every day and try and work smarter, not harder, because otherwise you'll work hard for your whole life. You don't want to work hard your whole life. You want to work smart and efficiently. And if you, can, if you can do that, you can separate your time from money. Most people trade time for money. You don't want to be in that position where you're trading
0: time for money. I love it. Very powerful. Guys, if somebody is uh, watching or hearing this and they want to get a hold of you, what's, what's the best way?
1: Uh, Eric, you got the uh, office number for them?
0: Yeah. So
2: our phone number, uh, we're based in Buffalo. It's 716 301 um and then uh would you find us on Facebook, News Source UV?
0: Cool. Uh website
2: newsource.co. uv.com. Uh we'll Perfect. be set up. We're working on it now. We're we're focusing most of our efforts on building these actual systems so that sure. we can start being effective. But uh you know
0: the website's coming, got the domain, so
2: I'm willing to put it out
0: there. Awesome. <laughs> <Newsource> awesome. <UV. laughs> I'm I'm glad uh we were able to connect and and share what you guys you know have already built and and what's in the works right now uh through the power of adaptation and and realizing that there's there's a problem right now and trying to figure out a solution. Uh Eric and Morgan, thank you for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you Jamie, we appreciate you having us.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Thanks a lot, Jamie. It's been a absolutely, absolutely. So, for anybody listening or watching, you could uh, stream all of our podcasts uh, by going to shovelthesidewalk.com. There's a podcast section, or just by going on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, searching Sidewalk Talk. Uh, if you have a story to share, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We're always open to having people to share stories of opportunities and um, you know ways to motivate those, especially during this time right now. Uh, guys, thanks again. Hope you have a good one, and this has been Sidewalk Talk.